got y'all Easter speeches ready for Sunday. I need you to make sure you have your Easter speeches. Grown people, little people, listen. Y'all, if you, if them grandchildren, your children, your nieces, whoever you raise, if them babies don't feel comfortable getting up there saying a piece of speech, make them say it anyway. Jasmine, good morning. Because when we were coming up, when it was time to give Easter speeches, it didn't matter whether you were shame or not. It, you didn't even have to know it all the way. But if you showed up for Easter speech, the Easter service, you're going to say that speech. You say what you want to say. You should have studied. You should have been practicing. I don't care if you got to make up something when you get up there. If your children, if they got Easter speeches and they don't know them, you're going to get up there anyway. So, just go on and get it out the way. I'm trying to decide if I want to say mine or not. I actually still remember some of mine when I uh, was young. And I might just take a moment first thing this morning and recite it for you. Easter egg, Easter egg, don't you cry. Don't cry now, because I'm going to eat you. By and by. So don't get up. Don't let them get up there acting like they shame. And you tell them just like our people told us when we were coming up. You ain't shame when you're out there with all your friends making all that fuss. You ain't shame out there at that schoolhouse when you're acting up in the classroom. Remind them. Remind them. Good morning, Shanita. Remind them like our people did. Don't give them out. Don't if they stand up there for five minutes. With their chin in their chest. You going to say something. You better say he rose from the dead. Something. But you're not going to. You're not skipping Easter speeches this year. You got to be go viral like the little boy did. Tell me, I'm sick of this church. You better say you're sick of Because you're going to say that Easter speech. And I mean what I say. You can get up there and act like you ain't got no, listen, what, get up there and act like the cat got your tongue if you want. You're going to stay up there until you find the cat and get your tongue back. Don't let them slide. Don't let them slide. No, you're going to say something. Heroes, heroes from the dead. Heroes, 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 heroes from the dead. And the Lord shall bless my spirit. Whatever come after that on. Sister Mary, she came running to see her blessed son. Sister Mary, she came running to see her blessed son. And the Lord shall bless y'all. They going to say something. Dora, good morning. Anyway, so again, that's what I'm saying. If they get up there, they you know you need to go on and ask them today. Do you know your Easter speech? Go on and ask them today. And if they don't know, go on and encourage them. You got to learn your speech. This is for the Lord. You got, you got to learn your speech. I, you can have a hole in your stocking, a run in your stocking. 
You can not get up and iron them pants if you want. But come Sunday. <laughs> Rhonda, good morning. Come Sunday. You're going to say that speech. Come Sunday. You are going to say that Easter speech. Just, I don't, just say what you, I don't care. Look, come hell or high water. You saying the speech. So don't give them an out. Don't give them an out. Let them hold it. They need to know. See, we always say, y'all children, y'all, we in a generation where they, y'all just don't know the things that we went through. Teach them. Teach them. Let them feel it. Make them feel it. I'm talking about everything. You want to get dressed up? You want to look all nice? You want to put them little girls on some stockings, some tights, or some socks with the little ruffle around it, fold them over with them white heels, put them big old puffs up on their head? Make them feel it. You want to... You, y'all think you got it easy. They got it easy. Because we ain't been Easter speeching them. Don't know the books of the Bible. We ain't been Easter speeching them. Let them, put them up there. Put them up there. That's what we need to do. Just go on and put them up there. You want to you wanna be, you, put them up, put them up, put them up there. Listen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to do my grandbabies like that. Lord knows I am. You better say something. You want this Easter basket? You will not get this Easter basket if you don't get up there and say your speech. I bet you they'll cough up something then. You see all this candy? The Easter egg with the money in it? All of this, this whole basket. That sister whoso never made, you won't get it. If you get up there and act like you don't know what you don't make me shame. <laughs> oh, don't make me shame in front of this whole church. You getting up there and act like you ain't got no home training. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna make you shame. That, that's what that's what my mom and them say. I'm going to make you shame. My dad is special. I'm going to make you shame. Get up there act like you don't know that speech. I'm going to make you shame. Yes, all the whole church going to know. who your, If they don't know I'm your mom and your daddy, they going to know. When you, if you don't get up there act like you don't know this speech. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, listen, I appreciate y'all for riding with your girl. Right here on the morning shift where shift happens. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And again, y'all, I appreciate y'all for rolling, uh, rolling with me. Them can't can slips. <laughs> y'all, they don't know nothing about that. But let me let me carry on. I appreciate y'all for riding with your girl right here on the morning shift where shift happens. And today, beautiful people, we're going to be talking about when the will of the father hurts. Mm. When the will of the father hurts. Now, I understand that we, uh, that I am in a place in my life now where I have embraced, I appreciate, I'm grateful, and I have an understanding of the will of God 
for my life, concerning my life. Um, I've, I've spent uh, many months and even to say years wrestling with God's will concerning my life. Really, I mean, not wrestling. I could just go on to say that I um, really, really fought uh, because there were a lot of things about doing the will of God that I knew would put me into some uncomfortable situations, some difficult situations that um, I was sure that I was not uh, prepared for or that I knew it was going to be uh, require me to go through some things that I at that time I did not want to go through when when you know it's really easy for us to tell people um, how, how important it is to say yes to the Lord yes to the call that's on our life yes to his assignment uh, that he has given to us yes uh, to obeying him at at all costs um, and I think that we don't take enough time, especially for those people who are really struggling, been in that place where we've been struggling with um, accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior, um, being delivered in areas uh, that have been difficult for them to face and accept. Um, but in Good morning, honey. Uh, but in every sense of the word, um, they're, they're trying to do more for God. And when we don't take the time to, to explain and give guidance and wisdom that this way, um, and I know we say the way is easy because we know that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. For someone who is who is just now getting to the point where they're willing to or even um, coming to terms with making the decision to walk this walk with Jesus. Uh, there is a moment that we need to take with them and says there, there will be times when the will doing the will of the father when it really hurts, when it brings about things in your life that you may not have anticipated, that there are going to be some hurts and some disappointments and some distress and some sorrow, betrayal um, that you're going to experience when you say yes to the Lord. So um, there, there are going to be times, and, 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 and for those of you who are here uh, with me on today, you know that I am not telling no whole lie that there are going to be some times on this journey when the will of the father is painful, when doing his will hurts because it brings so much. You become an attraction um, for evil. You become attractive uh, to people who don't understand who you are, you become attractive, you become an attractive threat to the enemy where it seems like it's just time after time after time, you just go through so many different things that 
you would deem unnecessary, irrelevant, too much. Um, and sometimes you may even say it's not worth it. It's not worth it that I, um, I'm trying to do everything in my power to do, to treat people right and help people live a good life. And yet this is what I get in return. So we're talking about today when the will of the father hurts, when it's, when it, when it really brings you uh, more pain at times. Uh, and it seems like it brings more pain than it does joy. So I am going to carry us, um, through the last part of Jesus's life before he goes to the cross, because I'm going to leave that to the preachers, um, that, that have their services on tomorrow night to give you the last sayings of Jesus. And I leave it up to your, your pastor to, uh, tell you about the resurrection on Sunday. But I want to talk about today really briefly, if I can, in layman's terms, as it would relate to us today about when the will of the father hurts. So Jesus has, has, has been anointed by Mary, um, uh, at Bethany. Uh, Jesus is there. Uh, Judas is there. The disciples are there and Jesus is giving instruction to the disciples about how important it was that what Mary did was she broke open her alabaster box of, of perfume. She, uh, wiped his feet, uh, with the, this ointment, this, this expensive perfume. She dried his feet with his, with her hair. And Judah said, you know what? Do you know how much value, how expensive that oil is that you can go out and sell it, get a certain amount of money and give it to the poor. Jesus responds, the poor that you, you're going to have with you always, but you're not going to have me here. And Jesus makes his journey. Judas leaves out. He, he, of course, sells Jesus out. Jesus finds himself. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He has spent his life on earth. Uh, he has received this commission from his father. He's received this call from his father. And he comes to this earth for the redemption of our sins, right? And notice that he is placed on the earth where he has to take a lot of brunts. He has to take a lot of hits for people who are unappreciative. Oh, so now I said, I'm going to tell you this in lamest terms and, and talk to you so we can understand it. When we get the call on your, our lives, when God gives us an order, when Jesus commissions us um, for the, the work of ministry, um, we take a lot of hits. We take a lot of, 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 of pain. We take a lot of stuff, um, at the behest of other people, the same people who are unappreciative of what you do on a daily. So I want to say this, if I can give you a point A, point one or whatever, not everybody is going to receive who God has called for you to be. Don't look for everybody to be understanding and accepting of what God has called you to do. Don't look for everybody to be your cheerleader because not everybody will. Don't look for everybody to be on your team because not everybody will. At the end of the day, Jesus was able to remain consistent in doing the will of the Father, helping people's lives uh, be 
become better, um, helping them to experience uh, the power, his power and might. He consistently did that because his obedience whew, was not predicated on anybody receiving him or not. His obedience was predicated on him wanting to do the will of his father that sent him. At the end of the day, I don't care who don't like you, talk Smith. At the end of the day, I don't care who does not like you. At the end of the day, I don't care who don't want to hear you. At the end of the day, regardless of who wants to shut your mouth, your obedience is based on what God has told you to do and not how people receive you love you. They, they, some people, just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were after Jesus simply because he was putting an end, hear me now, he was causing people to change their mind about religious custom. He was, they were upset with Jesus simply because he didn't, listen, some people are, are going to be mad with you and angry with you when you don't conform to the way they want you to live your life. I'm not doing this for you. This, I'm do, I'm being obedient to God. And I understand. There was a time when I did not understand this. But I understand that not everybody is going to understand the reason. Not everybody's going to appreciate. Not everybody's going to be welcoming of what the, oh God, the anointing that God has placed on your life to do his work in this earth realm. Everybody ain't going to like it. People on your job not going to like it. People in your family not going to like it. People that walk close to you will betray you. And, and, and it's a saying, I've said it before, and you've heard it before, I'm sure, that you can't be betrayed by enemies. You are betrayed by friends. It's the people that you love, people that say they know you, people that are supposed to, uh, that, have, that have been with you long enough to trust you when you've opened up, you've released your life, you've given them access. Judas had access to Jesus. The Bible even tells us in John chapter number 11 and 12 that Jesus, uh, that Judas was even made treasurer. The Lord knew he was a thief, knew he was going to betray him and still made him a treasurer. He gave him access. People that have access to your life are the only ones that can betray you. Right? So we got to know that on this walk, people that we have given access to our secrets, access to our weaknesses, access to, um, to, to every part of our life. Those are the people that you can anticipate will betray you. And I want, I'm telling you this, when the will of the father hurts, the will of the father hurts when you have people that you finally, God help me here, when you finally make a decision that you're going to open up and trust somebody, you're going against everything that's in you that cringes every time you decide that you want to tell, you want to discuss, you want to release this. There's a part of you that says, uh-uh, uh-uh, that... Listen, when the will of the Father hurts is when you know that someone you love, someone you have trusted, someone you have given access to your life 
is going to betray you. When the will of the Father, when you are doing the will of the Father, God have mercy. When you are doing the will of the Father, you are going to experience betrayal. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Because not everybody, oh my God, not everybody in your circle wants you to completely sell out. Not everybody in your circle wants to see you elevated. Not everybody in your circle wants to see you promoted. But there are some people that God has to use to provoke you to get you to where you need to be in him. So we fight betrayal, but betrayal is necessary. God help us all. Betrayal is necessary. It's a part of the plan. So I'm telling you, if you if you are going to want to sell out to God and do everything that he has called for you to do, you're going to be betrayed. Yes, I have been betrayed. Yes, I've experienced it. And even though I cried about it because I'm human, even though I cried about it, even though it was painful to me, I understood. Because again, remember, sometimes we say it, but we really don't hold on to it. That he is too kind. We talked about it last week. He is too kind to not have good intentions behind his actions towards me. So if he allows betrayal, if he allows it to hit your life, there's a need for it. He is going to use that same thing to get you to where he needs you to be. Ultimately, in your life, you need betrayal on your job. You need betrayal from your family. You need betrayal from the church realm. You need betrayal in every area. No, you don't like it. No, you don't want it. You want to keep these friends forever. You want to keep these people close to you. They become a, a leaning post for you. But I will tell you that leaning posts will sometimes walk from up under you and let you fall. But it's necessary right? It's necessary. So he gives uh, Judas this access. He ends up, beautiful people, hear me when I'm talking. He ends up, you got to pull pull out everything you need and throw the rest of it away. He, he, he ends up going to the Garden of Gethsemane. This was the place where he was known to go and pray to his father. He, he has experienced the highs and the lows of life. He's experienced on your journey. You are going to experience the highs and lows of ministry. You're going to experience the highs and lows of your calling. Right? So he's, he's, he's doing everything in his power to help people. So he ends up in this garden of Gethsemane. Now the garden of Gethsemane, you garden of Gethsemane. Uh, you can look at this in two different ways. Okay. In the Aramaic um, the Gethsemane, the Aramaic um, root word or the word Gethsemane is derived from the Aramaic word, which means the oil press. <sighs> okay, it means the oil press. Um, so when you when we look at this place where Jesus goes, this is the oil press. He goes there and he takes his inner circle in with him. He, he goes there and he tells them, hear me when I'm talking. He lets them know the state of his heart. He said, the sorrow in this life, the sorrows that I'm experiencing is crushing the life out of me. Yeah, yeah. When the will of the father hurts, 
Now, you can look at this from so many different perspectives, and I try to see it from a whole range of things just because I don't know who I'm going to have to talk to during the day um, or or how I, I, I need to look at it to make it plain. This is the way I look at it. There's, there's so many things. Sorrow is great distress. It's disappointment. Uh, it's all of these emotions that we feel we're sorrowful, whether it's losing somebody, uh, grief, this sorrow, he was feeling it. Now, it could be for a number of reasons. Listen, let's look at it. He has spent his whole time on on the earth, walking the earth, um, helping to make people's lives better. He knows it's it's almost that time for the climax of his arrival here on earth to to come to an end he he knows that this is coming so now he looks at i'm i'm just now making a dent i'm I'm, if 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 it's time for me to go then then how are these people going to experience i I know what these religious leaders these chief priests the sadducees and the pharisees i know that they are they're 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 trying they're trying to kill people who are associated with me. They did it with Lazarus. I, they, they set out the plot against Lazarus because of his testimony. Because people believed uh, in Jesus because of the testimony of Lazarus. So uh, if I leave, then what's going to happen? You know, there's, there's so much more work to be done. He's, he's pain. He's in, he's in sorrow. He's in this place of being crushed oil press being crushed and this this is this is this life that we we submit to that we surrender to that we know people are going to not like us for for no reason at all when you're doing the best that you can and you're still hated and despised still rejected he goes in this place of, of crushing and, and, and he spends this time with his inner circle. He tells him, listen, I need you to stay here and stand watch you pray and I'm going to go in. And he, and he explains to them this place that he's in. Here you have the Savior who says, with the will of of the father hurts this is where it leads the bible declares i gotta move but the bible says that he goes in and he and he prays he comes out of course they're asleep but the bible says that at when he's at his moment hear me when i'm talking god i feel you when he is at his moment of weakness when he is at lord if it's your will let this cup pass from me Please, it's, it's, it's a lot. This, this journey, it's a lot. Um, you know, we, we speak of the highs and we talk, but I like to tell people it's a lot to have, I mean, to have people that don't know you, that don't even get the, that don't, won't even take up the time to get to know you, to judge you and have never had a conversation with you. To have people who will lie on you when knowing good and well uh, that that's not who you are or not what you did or what you said. 
to have people who say they know you be persuaded by people who don't know you and they walk off and leave. People who promise you they're going to always be there. People who promise you that they got you. And at the least sight of, of, of hardship, struggle, storm, valley experiences. These same people who say that you can count on them, you can trust them, you can't find them. These are the lows of life that Jesus felt. Felt people that he chose, right, to betray him. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much. When, the, when saying yes, saying yes can be painful. People say what you want to say. Um, but, but when you understand what's on the other side of all of this, God help me. I'm not, I, I, God allows us to experience heaven on earth. We don't have to wait till we die for everything to be grand for him to reward us for what we've done to bring him glory on this earth. He does it while we're living. There's no need, no, no need of doing it if we're not going to see anything, right? So there are earthly benefits and then there are heavenly rewards that we also get. But hear me. When you get to that point where you're feeling weak, the Bible says that Jesus was there and he expressed the place that he was in emotionally. But the Bible says an angel, oh God, when he was at the moment where he wanted to quit, where he wanted to say, I'm done, I can't do it in the world more. He actually said it, not when he wanted to say it, he actually said it. Lord, if it's your will, let this cup pass for me. Boom. You can have it. The Bible says that 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 he had this moment where the an angel brought him strength, according to which which gospel you're reading, uh, that it says it. But an angel brought him strength. When you feel like you are at your lowest point, you don't feel like you can go another step. You don't feel like you can go another day. You don't think you can take another lick. You don't take, think you can take, take another hit. The Lord has a way of sending you strength. That's why it's important for us not to judge people. That's why it's important for us not to have a respect to a person because you never know who God is going to use to bring you strength when you're at your wit's end. You know, if you've been on this journey a long time, you know there were times when you said, I don't want to do it. I'm, I, I quit. I'm tired of this journey. I'm not going back to church. I'm done with church people. Um, I don't want to do it anymore. And God would send you a random person. I'm talking about random. I'm talking about random, so random you couldn't even. He will send you a random person to encourage you, to remind you of who you are to them and what you mean to them and how you've helped them and how you are like to them. He will send you strength. So again, the Bible says you've got to be careful how you entertain strangers. You may be entertaining angels unaware. That may be the person that God has commanded. God help me here. That he has commanded to give you strength in your darkest hour. Commanded to give you strength when you're feeling like, um, you know, nobody sees you. Nobody understands you. Nobody feels you. That's your strength. So he sent him strength to continue his journey. That's why he said, you know what? Got to get up out of here. I'm, I'm going to... I'm, ooh. The Savior surrendered. They didn't take him. He surrendered. Do you hear what I'm saying? He surrendered to the process. He surrendered to the full assignment. 
whatever that was, that God, whatever God was going to surrender or submit to his life or send to his life, he surrendered to it. He said, I have been strengthened. This angel has brought me strength so I can keep moving. So I want to encourage you today. Keep moving, beautiful people. Yes, you know what lies ahead of you. That's why God sent you strength. You know what lies ahead of you. You know, you know what you got to do. You know what's ahead. But he's provided you with strength. I am coming to you today. Maybe you're that person who, were, who was feeling drained. Somebody said it earlier and, and noted it in the comments that uh, they've experienced betrayal this week. Let this be. Let me be that voice of strength. Let me be that person that God has commanded to encourage you. That yes, the will of the Father hurts. But he is sending you strength for you to keep moving. That whatever has happened is going to work for your good. It's all in alignment. He even told him this is so that the scriptures, God help me, so that the scriptures, what's been laid out can be fulfilled. Because if I don't do this, there are some things that cannot happen. So I want to encourage you, beautiful people. Keep moving. You may experience betrayal. People who come against you for no reason. People who you love and care for, who will turn their backs on you, and you just don't understand. There is nothing that you've done wrong. Hear me when I tell you. There is nothing that you have done wrong. When you have been doing right by everybody, when you've been sowing seeds of kindness and goodness, there is nothing that you've done wrong. There have been people who have just been commanded to be that person to help provoke you into continuing to do the will of God. There's work to be done. Thank you for doing your work. Now, I pray that you have the strength to keep moving even in this. That you will dry your tears. You will have your moment. You will be in that place, but you will have your moment. You will cry, but you will say, God, I need the strength to keep moving. Because I know that what I am doing is in alignment for your will to be done in my life. There's more people that you got to help. There's more people that you got to be there for. There's more people that you got to help pull out of struggle. There's even more people that you got to go into hell for. You have been given the keys, right? That you can go into hell and snipe people out of the grips and out of the grasp of Satan and the kingdom of darkness. Keep moving. Stay encouraged. I pray you have a good rest of your week, beautiful people. And uh, that's all the time I got for today. Until next time, same back time, same back channel. I love y'all. Peace. I'm out of here. You got it. More work to be done. And you have to continue doing the work that you have been assigned to do. Can't nobody else do it. It's you. So thank you for standing in the gap for people who don't appreciate you. Thank you for helping people who don't ever come back to say thank you. Thank you for being that person who is always given to every good cause and not seeming to get into recognition. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You're helping people, and that's the work of ministry. Until next time, I love you.